Savage. She pulled out a small recorder from her coat pocket and pressed the record button. Time of day, 1000, Tuesday. Approximately 55 to 60 degrees, clear weather, post-rain. Victim 1, female child, approximately age 4. Blonde hair, eyes closed, wrapped in cellophane. Starburst wound at base of left temple. Entry, unsub is left-handed. Looks like someone braided her hair, put ribbons in it. Unsub? She leaned in closely. The smell of decay and death wafted past, nauseating her. It always did. Another thing she knew that she'd never get used to. Hold on. What was this? She pocketed the recorder and took her magnifier from her bag. Gold links. He took a necklace from you, didn't he, sweet girl? She scanned the wrapped body and face closely. There was a smudge of brown next to her lips. Not blood. What is that? He's a collector, she yelled up to Chad. Did we find anything missing on the Collins little boy or his mom? You talked to the grandparents about jewelry? Yeah, no one said anything about jewelry being gone, Chad shouted back. We know what he took at that scene. The grave tone in Chad's voice didn't go unnoticed. This one took something from the kid, too. Got your camera? Right here. Chad held up his 35 millimeter. Then come on down, let's get some pictures. Holly looked back at the child, whose facial color held a greenish-purple tinge. She'd been out here for at least 48 hours. Luckily, it had been cold and rainy, preserving the body far better than if this had been a typical Southern California week. Looking again through the magnifier, she noted that both maggots and beetles were prevalent. You certainly took some care here, didn't you? You wrapped her up nice and tight. The time and obvious care the unsub had taken, wrapping up the child in plastic wrap, had also helped to keep her body intact. Maybe you're still on her. Your cologne, your hair, something you wore. I'll find it, you bastard. If you left something, anything... I will find it. The sound of crunching leaves underfoot, as well as Chad's humming of sunshiny day, announced his arrival. She used to hate it when he did that, but humming helped Chad to get through the scene. Every investigator had a tactic. Hers was to get as deeply into the killer's head as possible when confronted with a victim. She had to detach herself in order to solve the crime. Later, she could think about the victims as they once were living, breathing human beings. The gunshot to the head was at close range. At least she didn't suffer. Holly shuddered. Well, let me rephrase. I don't think she suffered at the moment of death. Who knows what occurred beforehand? Look here. Chad bent down next to her. Soot around the wound. He didn't wipe her clean? Chad brought the camera up to his eye, focused and started snapping close-ups. No. Like the last kid. Chad lowered his camera. Exactly like the Collins boy. And I don't think this is about him being in a hurry. There's more to it. He feels responsible somehow. In his sick way, empathetic. The gunshot wound offends him. I'll head over to Psych later and see if we can't get some help with the profile. 
My initial impression is that he doesn't like killing the kids. Then why bother with the kid? Why not find a single female Vic? What is it with the kids? Well, assuming that we're dealing with the same unsub, I don't know. We could be dealing with someone totally different from the last scene. We'll know soon enough when we check out the mom. Chad gave Holly a knowing look. Here, get a snap of her neck, see that? Holly pointed to the few lengths of chain around her tiny neck. She wore a necklace? Yep, and he took it. He carried her down here, then yanked off the necklace. Any footprints? Holly asked. With the rains we've had over the last couple of days? No. Chad shook his head and started clicking the camera again. What's that caked on the side of her face? I don't know. But the word cake did ring true. Chocolate, maybe. Mark Collins had had peanut butter cookies.